Mike one, Mike one, isn't this a lot of fun? Two, 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 two. Did you, America? All right, let's do another Did You America? He's Jeremy. I'm Camfield. This is season two, episode. Uh, whatever Joe Rogan has done, times two. <laughs> you can get the old episodes, by the way, if you go to our website, didyouamerica.com. That's also where you can vote on Song of the Week or send us any messages. If you have any comments, thoughts, or feelings on anything we discuss, or you just want to dispute anything I state as a fact, then uh, that's the place to go. You can be on the show if you want to send us a voice message via the website, or uh, just use your device to type us something. Didyouamerica.com is the place to go for all of that. Jeremy, I feel like uh, today, even though everything is related to uh, new news, it's almost like a Christmas special for me. There are so many talking points about my favorite things. Yeah, this is all built around you today. I mean, we are talking Scented Candles, William Shatner, Lemmy from Motorhead, David Hasselhoff, Meatloaf, and Glory Holes. Yeah, if it was about the food meatloaf, I'd be more involved. But no, today, all you, baby. <laughs> All right, uh, let's do a vaccine update. Jeremy is now fully vaccinated and can't wait for the next midget wrestling to come to DFW so you can get down and dirty with some little people. Ah, uh, yes, I am disease-free for life. That's how it works, right? Is it? Well, no, no. I don't know. I, I think you, you are, in theory, COVID-free. And also... I don't know how long it takes to fully penetrate your system because you've had the second vaccine. Yes. And again, again, not fat shaming because we're not allowed to do this anymore. But I would suggest that it might take a while to, you know, get into your arteries. I'm no scientist, but I'm pretty sure this means I can never catch any disease in the history of mankind ever again. That's just how it works. Now... Refresh my memory, because I can't remember if it was you or another friend who uh, got vaccinated, um, but someone I know was almost disappointed at the lack of sickness after the first vaccine in in so much as they were going, oh, well, you know, it's, when you get a flu shot, sometimes it makes you feel sick before it blocks the flu. And so they were thinking... I've had no kind of onset of, of fluey feelings after the COVID vaccine. Is it not real? Yeah, I had that similar feeling after the first shot because like all I had was a little bit of a sore arm. But after thorough Googling, I am now an expert on the subject. And I know that it is okay if you don't feel the symptoms. I have another theory, though. Second shot came, and before the second shot, everyone, I mean everyone, people who have had the Pfizer shot before, even the nurse who was giving me the Pfizer shot, she was like, okay, with the second one, that's when the symptoms come. You're going to feel sick. Take the day off. Make sure you're well-rested. And I have not had a single symptom, not even a little bit of a sore arm. I am the epitome of health. Mm. I'm the perfect specimen that even a little bit of vaccine was like no 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 your body's perfect we're not messing with you or the flip side to that argument could be that you are so unhealthy that when you put 
good stuff into your body, the rest of your body, because there's just so much crap in there, goes, this stuff isn't going to have any effect on us. If all of the booze and all of the weed and all of the bad food is, is having no kind of adverse effect to your day-to-day life, then putting this in, because if you've, got, if you've got a dirty system and you put something cleaning there, it's hard for it to battle. Oh, I don't subscribe to that one bit. Yeah, That doesn't make any sense. If you put something bad in your system and you have a bad body, Body, that means that it's gonna bad plus bad does not equal good it equals more bad no but but, but if it, you have so much good and you put a little bad in there that good's fighting that bad off every day that's i mean basically every superhero movie ever i'm a superhero right well i don't watch superheroes because they're sci-fi and you know me i like my movies and tv to be realistic <laughs> um so i i i i don't, I, I, I don't know about i don't understand that reference but i feel like it's you know, isn't it like the uh, the idea that uh, and we'll get to a good Lemmy story in a minute? But um, he he said that because there's this famous story that Keith Richards had a blood transfusion to try and get off heroin, as in if if they changed his blood, then he wouldn't have the addiction, right? right. And so uh, Lemmy, who was known for you know drinking, smoking, and doing a lot of speed, one of his managers in the eighties said, "Hey." You got a bit of money now. Motorhead have been successful. Why don't we try and get your blood changed like Keith Richards did? Because it could, uh, you know, give you a few more years of life. And Lemmy went, I'll see what they've got. So he went to see this specialist and they did tests on how he was in the 80s. And they said, we really don't think that we should give you a blood transfusion because basically your insides are so pickled that your internal motor is used to functioning on all of the crap that you put in your system. So if we give you natural blood, as in like a clean system, your body is going to reject it. So is this you? I don't get it. Are you offering your blood up to me? No. What I'm saying is, is that when your insides are just so screwed because they're just used to all of the crap, if you give yourself a complete clean change it could basically kill you basically what they told lemmy was if you get healthy it might kill you your body would reject natural blood i think was was the was 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 the exact line so i'm telling you with all of the crap that's in your system with a bit of covid vaccine on top no wonder you didn't get any kind of reaction because it couldn't get through all the toxins i don't know when i started doing a podcast with bill nye but i don't know if i'm a fan (laughs) of this science talk that you're hitting me with all i know is i am the perfect human specimen i've been trying to lose weight lately that is going completely out the window i'm perfect i like the idea that uh you called it science talk like yeah i'm giving you health advice from lemmy we're following the science here on the Did You America podcast. Some people may say the fact that I can only fit into sweatpants right now is a bad thing. I say let's keep it up. A I'm lo- perfect. A lot of people uh, since uh, lockdown uh, have that issue. Sweatpants are very, very deceiving because they, they, they expand as your waistline expands, right? I just like to tell people I do have a six pack. It's just like a mushier, blobbier <laughs> version of one that kind of sticks out. Um. So before we get to the, uh, the the news of the day, uh, do you want do you want a couple of dad stories? Because oh, my favorite, let's get it. I uh, Facetimed my sister yesterday. Um, so uh, I've mentioned on this podcast before. She's having a lot of building works done at her house, and she's got uh, three kids. 
Um, so occasionally she goes to my dad's house to basically get her kids out of the building site because, you know, I mean, she's having like three new rooms put onto her house. So that's a right. lot of renovation to, to live through, you know, when you're still uh, living in the same building. Some people may suggest that it would have been nice and, well, let's just call it reasonable of my dad to offer my sister's family to move into his house seeing as uh, my mum's not alive anymore and he lives in the house by himself. It's a three-bedroom house that he raised a family in. And, uh, you know, my sister could have moved in for a few months to my dad's house because it's just one person living in a three-bedroom house. And, you know, although it would have been a little bit crowded, probably easier for her to move in there than to uh, live at her house, which has been a building site for the last few months. But no, because my dad doesn't want any visitors coming for even for <laughs> half a day. I mean, it stresses him out if his grandkids are going to come round and watch an old Indiana Jones movie uh, and sit in his front room. So God forbid that they actually moved in and like ate and slept in the house while while my sister's house is a building site. Yeah, no, that's not an option ever. But as, as this will uh, suggest, this latest story... Um, I think my sister's probably thinking, you know what? I'd rather have like two plasterers and eight builders <laughs> around the house <laughs> and try and occupy my kids at the same time. So she tells me she goes to my dad's house because they're doing some huge bit of work that is literally affecting the whole house. Um, so the kids she were crying the whole time because it's like punishment. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, I think it's it, it must be hard living. I mean, if I, I when I, I live in an apartment complex where we've got in-house maintenance, right, and yeah. and I'm so bad at manual labor that I, I think I've I've almost developed a sort of a phobia to it. So if uh, if say the air conditioning breaks in my apartment and I call the maintenance person to come round. I deliberately go out when they're here because I just don't even want to see the manual labor happening. <laughs> it, it, it freaks me. I'm like, are you I, I, call I want me nothing to do with this. Call me when it's fixed. I'm going to come back. Right. I just, I just want it to have happened like a magic <laughs> trick, right? I'm so bad at it. And I certainly would never attempt to fix anything myself that if a man turns up with, with, with some tools, I'm like, ah, tools. <laughs> it's like someone's arrived at my door with a gun. Yeah. I'm like, okay, in you go, in you go. I'll, I'll be, I'll be back later. That's okay. a lot better than what I do, which is go up to my room hide in the closet and just continue smoking as if no one's there <laughs> right so anyway so she goes to my dad's house and um she when i was talking to her yesterday on facetime she was saying basically uh yeah i when we're there for a morning it reinforces that even if he said we could come and stay for a few months and live there it just wouldn't uh it, it wouldn't have worked out and uh, what my sister and I are finding is that now she's taking her kids to his house, he's mentioning things about the lifestyle and um, uh, procedures that are expected under his roof that happened while my sister and I were kids that we'd forgotten about because he, my dad now expects them of his grandchildren. So here's a, here's a policy that uh, I, again, I, I'd forgotten that this was uh, an expectation when I was a kid, but uh, my dad is obviously, my dad's almost, he's about to be 70, so he's obviously sticking to this. So the kids, obviously, they're going to be there for a, a day or half a day. They're going to use the bathroom, right? So one of the kids would go use my, my, my dad's bathroom, and he would shout, Don't flush it! I need to go! And I said to my sister, what? She goes, do you not remember he had this uh, two peas per flush policy <laughs> to save water? <laughs> like, 
what? How is that going to affect him if there's multiple flushes? I feel like that's more of it affects the city than him. He, and believe me, he is no sort of like Green New Deal person. I mean, if we, <laughs> if we extrapolated this out, maybe you could get into some sort of water conservation. That is not his concern. And I also think it's factual to say that whatever he pays in utilities in his house, which he now owns outright, he hasn't right. got a mortgage or anything... It's not that the utility bill is not affected by the amount of times he flushes his toilet. But maybe at some point in 1973, he read something in the newspaper that suggested that was the case. Maybe, I think there was... In the 70s in the UK, by the UK standards, there was a really, really hot summer where they had a hosepipe ban and maybe some kind of restrictions on water just because the, the heat caught them unawares. Right. And I, and I can only guess that it's somehow related to this. And so he's kept that same policy. But again, when my sister said it on FaceTime yesterday, I went, Oh yeah. And he used to get really angry. Oh, you flushed the toilet. <laughs> I need to go. Yeah, I well, like you. How this is just a childhood memory that, like, you've totally blocked right. out. Right, <laughs> because with the, and now and now he's trying to get right. So and then and then this is the this, the second policy, and this one might be even more ridiculous. So. I think we've covered on this podcast before that my dad's got a very specific way of making tea. And there is a big thing with British people is if you have milk with your cup of tea, whether you put milk in before or after the tea, that's just like an ongoing debate. But he's got a whole procedure where he has to take the bottle of milk out of the fridge a certain amount of minutes before he's going to make the cup of tea to get the cold off because when you add boiling water to milk that's been in the fridge, that's not going to get the cold off <laughs> naturally, right? Like, again, an idea that, that, that he's got in his head, right? But uh, yesterday, my sister told me that there is, a, again, something that we'd both forgotten about. So she, he hasn't got a dishwasher or anything like that. And, uh, you know, she tries to be very respectful of when the kid's there and they eat and drink, that she'll wash stuff up and wipe it down, put it back and all that kind of thing. So she's about to do it with, I don't know, a glass they've been drinking out of or a plate. No, 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 you can't put it. You have to use two tea towels to wipe the dishes. So he's got a thing that if he has two tea towels out after he's done his washing up for cutlery, plates, sauces, that kind of thing, that a tea towel, just one tea towel to wipe them, that's going to wear out too soon. So you use a first tea towel when the dish is more wet and then when it's almost dry you move on to the second tea towel you ever see that uh i don't know if it was hoarders it was like a spin-off of hoarders where it was just people that had like weird like saving techniques i guess and there was this one guy who would he would like reuse paper towels mm -hmm. so he would get them and he'd you know dry them off and like peel off one layer i feel like your dad is about like three weeks away from that at this point i don't know well it might be a fact of like he's just like look i don't want to have to ever get new tea towels again you're just gonna reuse these ones and just let it be. no he's more crazy than that because my dad is um we we were never a rich family i mean we didn't want for anything i mean I, to, to give my daddy's dues he was very careful with his, his money so there was always food on the table and the roof over our head but we right. certainly didn't live extravagantly like i never went on a on a plane for a foreign vacation or anything like that but we lived you know nicely w within our means he's a hoarder if there is a <laughs> if there if there is a deal on stuff 
Yeah. So part of the reason why I think he couldn't have my sister's family go stay there is because any room that was left in that house, and again, I remind you, he's a one man living alone in a three-bedroom house. It's taken up. With, I mean, he was hoarding toilet paper before coronavirus just because when there was a deal on toilet paper, he didn't see a reason to buy another 100 rolls, right. even if he already had 500 st- stored in, in, one of, in one of his cupboards. And it's not... Um, it, with him, it's not like he doesn't want to spend money because he's got to the stage now in his life where he saved a load of money and now he's concerned that when he dies, it's going to be taken by people that don't want it. So he's gone through that thing of... When he was younger, he was always worried that he didn't have enough money. Right. And not that he's got loads and loads saved up, but he's got a bit saved up. And now he's about to be 70. He's concerned that there's too much money in the bank. What happens when he dies? People could run away with it, right? God forbid it goes to my family. (laughs) Right. So he's got that. So he's got that. He's got that kind of fear. And, And to your point about holding stuff, my sister was also noting that um, he's got these uh, these pair of uh, sneakers that he wears that have never fitted him properly. I don't know why he bought the wrong size pair of sneakers, but there are apparently another 10 boxes of sneakers that are in one of his closets that he hasn't even opened yet. He's not collecting sneakers like people collect Yeezys. This is not like... <laughs> these are, right, he's not waiting for the drops no, and all that. No, these are like old man sneakers that were on a deal in the shoe store probably back in the 1980s and he couldn't resist a bargain, so he's just like stocked them up. They're like falling apart. He has them like tied to his feet. He's not like wearing them on and his I, feet. I don't know this for a fact. But I would wager some serious money that in much the same way that he stockpiled toilet paper, sneakers and and various other things, I bet if we went through the closets in the house, there is also a stockpile of tea towels because I don't see any reason why he wouldn't have seen them when there was a deal on, right, in probably 1991. But yet he has to have this uh, this process of you got to that this is where you take the really wet dishes. This is where you put the not so wet dishes. Then you can put them you can put them back in the uh, in the kitchen cabinet can can i explain why i love your dad so much because he's not your dad (laughs) no i mean like i the thing is is i think he might be my dad so we you know we've been doing this podcast now for a couple months you know i've never met your father but i feel like i've slowly learned a lot about him through these stories right the one thing i've learned is all these things that we laugh about and we kind of make fun of your dad for are all my ideal ways of living. I, all right, let me, I, I took down a few notes here. So every story you've told so far has been something about my life. I, uh, I just want to be left alone. I live in a three bedroom house by myself and I don't like people coming over. Oh, I, uh, I obsess over silly little things. I have rules that everyone else has to live by. And if they don't, I get very upset about it. I make schedules every week around football. Football season, Sunday comes around, do not talk to me, do not call me, do not do anything. If I wasn't identical to my father and Walter Becker and Leslie West and countless other musicians and celebrities, 
I would say I am your long lost ugly Jewish brother. <laughs> like you, me and your dad have the exact same outlook on life. You you can't wait to finish this podcast, get back to your three bedroom house that you live in by yourself, and start running this two pisses per flush policy. Yeah, one day we're gonna get big enough that we're gonna get to travel and do the podcast from your hometown of England. And I'm never gonna leave. I'm gonna start doing a podcast with your dad. I have a question. This is gonna test it. This is gonna prove how similar me and your father are what does your dad think about brunch 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 i don't even know that he knows that brunch is a combination of breakfast and lunch oh i love this man because so much my dad's eat my dad eats literally five things <laughs> i mean literally five things because I think he was raised by his parents that they, you know, their palate only liked five different things and they had the same meals on the same days of the week. Certain meals they have twice a week because obviously he only likes five things and there's seven days in a week. I mean, he hasn't even got enough variety for a, for a different meal for, for, for every day of the week. Um, and so uh, when my sister and I were raised, uh, we lived to those same um standards and because he's lived in such a cocooned world in terms of um his food intake i mean he's a nightmare if he comes to the states to visit me because he just expects that everything would would be the same <laughs> and, and you, yeah, you, you right you, you you laugh and and think well, because you could i mean probably the stuff that he eats you know it's there's like i i don't know Oh, he never eats vegetables, by the way. That's another thing. Like, rather than... He, he, I, don't, I don't think he's eaten a vegetable since I've been alive. But he has... <laughs> there's a thing in the UK called Heinz baked beans. Do they exist here? I think I think, so, yeah. I think you can get them. So rather than um, any vegetables, he just, has, he just has Heinz baked beans. So he'll have, um, you know, a meat pie with Heinz baked beans. He has fish and chips. I, I can't remember what the five things are, but I'll tell you this that they basically it's nothing with any taste so even if when he visits me in the states i um he hates eating out it's his worst nightmare because he thinks he's a not going to be able to get what he wants or b even if it's on the menu like fish and chips it'll probably have some sort of dressing with it or it will have been seasoned in something and he needs it to be as plain as possible i i, I tell you this do you know any other person who will tell you that he can have roast potatoes, but mashed potatoes is a bridge too far? <laughs> okay, that's intense. Like he def differentiate like potatoes, yes, but unless they're roasted in the certain way that he's ate them for nearly 70 years now. And if he's, oh, no, 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 I can't have mash. I can't have mash. Oh he's scared God. of mashed potato. <laughs> that's a legit fear. <laughs> Literally. Well, I mean, he's scared of any food that he doesn't know that's got a certain type of taste. But that's the way I explain it. That Again, the roast potatoes, yes. But oh, no, no, mash. No, no, no. See, this man. That's mash, why, mash does me in, he said to me last time he was here. That's why this man is my idol. Now, look. I'll explain to you. If he knew what brunch was, this would be his exact opinion on brunch. Brunch is a bunch of goddamn bullshit, okay? 
It's either breakfast or it's lunch. No one's combining the two. It's not an excuse so you can get drunk in the morning on Sundays. It's just an excuse for you to be charged more to have a trendy meal instead of a normal meal. Just pick one or the other. I literally have friends who every Sunday they go to brunch. And every once in a while they'll text me and say, hey, do you want to go to brunch? No. If they text me and say, hey, do you want to go to breakfast or do you want to go to lunch? As long as it's not on a football Sunday, I'm there. Yeah. I feel like your dad is the same way. Well, I told you, he just doesn't want to go out to eat anyway because it's very difficult. He, you, know, you know what he's like? He is like someone who has got every food allergy in the world, so they literally can't eat anything. He has no food allergies. He's just got this very restricted uh, diet and palate. And by the way, the diet isn't anything for health because he... Uh, He's not. I mean, he's not unhealthy, but he. But but he's not particularly healthy. He's just it's those things. That's that. That's 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 all it is. He ever uh, at um <laughs> at uh, my sister. <laughs> it's his birthday next week, right? And my sister was gonna have a birthday cake made for him with either Arsenal or the Rolling Stones on it because they're two of his favorite things because okay. he's seventy, right? And I think he, she probably mentioned in passing, because if, if, if you bring out some sort of food that challenges him, like mashed potatoes, it's like you've mortally offended him. <laughs> so I think she sort of mentioned in passing, maybe in the last couple of weeks, that, oh, you know, it's his birthday. And he's not into his birthday, but he'll do something for it because his grandkids like birthdays, right. right? And I think it scared him so much, the idea that she might get a 70th birthday cake made, he told her that he's already bought his own birthday cake, right? <laughs> and I forget what type. He knows what he wants. I for, yeah, and I forget what type it is, but he said, oh, yeah, because the kids like that one, right? But basically what he was saying was, don't think about getting me one design <laughs> with a specific type of icing that I might not like. I'm buying my own birthday cake. The kids hate that cake. <laughs> right, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It, yeah, yeah, they like it, right? They like it because it's what he likes. You know, um, he's well, like, you, could you get a Rolling Stones pie? <laughs> <laughs> but make sure it doesn't come with mash. Right. It's got to come with it's got it's got it's got to come with roast potatoes, pie, and mash. He absolutely he absolutely can't do that. At uh, at Christmas in the UK, it's have you ever seen the the the, the traditional Christmas cakes? They're like a fruit cake with yeah, icing yeah. on them. That that's like a big thing. He insists on having birthday cake for Christmas cake because he won't go near the, the, the fruit cake. So he has to have... I, so, In his defense, birthday cake is the best cake. Yeah, but you'll sit at... The, I didn't get to do it last year because of coronavirus, but I'll sit at my sister's house where we have a, a Christmas gathering and there'll be, you know, the in, her in-laws is, you know, normally a bunch of people. And you'll have the traditional... The Christmas dinner in England is like the Thanksgiving dinner in the right. UK, that kind, of, that kind of food. And then, you know, for dessert, there'll be different sort of pies again like you would have dessert for thanksgiving and the traditional uh english christmas cake with the fruit cake and then at the end of the table a fucking cake that says happy birthday on it <laughs> and, and we're by the way we're not a we're, we're, we're not a religious family so no one is celebrating the birth of christ we're not doing christmas in that manner and my dad's birthday is the start of april every time he goes to the grocery store to buy that cake they definitely think like he's that religious that he's buying jesus a birthday cake <laughs> They're like, you know, if you really want to get a birthday cake for Jesus as, it, as it's Christmas, we could do happy birthday, Jesus, on a fruitcake. No! Oh, my God, you'll be offering me mashed potato next. <laughs> Everyone knows Jesus prefers pie anyways. 
<laughs> all right. Um, well, that was uh, part one, all on my dad. Um, there is some uh, <laughs> some news that I'd like to discuss. We'll get to that and also remind you of Song of the Week in uh, part two. By the way, if anyone listening has got any kind of qualification in psychology and you've got any thoughts on my dad, don't forget you can reach out. Didyouamerica.com. All right, let's do part two of Did You America? He's Jeremy, I'm Camfield. This is season two, episode... A lie. And uh, these are the Songs of the Week choices. Uh, we choose three. I do one. Jeremy does one. New York producer who you never hear because he's a bleeding heart liberal who uh, just doesn't want to really be involved with this show. Um, he uh, chooses chooses a song. Um, it's all right. He doesn't get as far as listening to this bit. I, say, I feel yeah. like we haven't really. <laughs> he gets like the first five minutes. Yeah, and, that's and, and he's like, okay, business as usual. He's going to tell stories about his dad, do something on Glory Holes, and probably a follow up on William Shatner. I know what <laughs> I know what the run of play is. <laughs> that's the podcast, exactly. He America, <laughs> right? Exactly. Um. So, uh, yes, where, where was I? Oh, song yes, of the week. song of the week. Yes, these are the choices. So you can vote via the website, didyouamerica.com slash song, or you can go to the poll, which is on my Twitter. I am at Ian Canfield on Twitter. This week, I'm going with After Coffee by Joywave. I went with Snoop Dogg's new song, CEO. And uh, New York producer's choice is Cherry in Tacoma by Benjamin Francis Leftwich. All right. So Cherry in Tacoma, Benjamin Francis Leftwich, CEO by Snoop Dogg, After Coffee by Joy Wave. Check out the poll at Ian Canfield on Twitter or vote at didyouamerica.com. And if you're on the website, that's where you can hear old episodes of the show. And also uh, send us a message if you want to contribute to the show, if you've got any comments on anything that we have been discussing, didyouamerica.com is the place to go for that. The start of segment two will be largely brought to you by death. Um, oh, no. <laughs> Are we killing more people today? No, but... After we mentioned uh, on the previous episode that uh, William Shatner was turning 90 and you brought up my track record for talking about old celebrities and then bad things, quite often death happening to them, uh, William Shatner is preparing for death. Oh, no. He celebrated his 90th birthday by announcing that he's having an AI version of him made so that once he's no longer on this mortal coil, as, as uh, Shakespeare said, there will be an AI version of William Shatner for us all to enjoy. So it'll just like go around to Star Trek conventions pissing everyone off, being like, I hate this show. Well, I wonder. Apparently, I heard that at the uh, Star Trek conventions and those uh, uh, fairs where you know celebrities turn up and charge $200 a time to, to sign autographs, apparently, and William Shatner is a big draw at those because they're often very uh, sci-fi focused. Apparently at those uh, conventions, you can't touch him or talk to him. So it might be a step up for a Trekkie to meet an AI William Shatner at, um, what are they called? Comic-Con, right? Right. Well, in defense of William Shatner, at most of those places, you can't just go up and touch them. No, but you got, if I'm paying, but, but, but you're not allowed to talk. Oh, yeah, no, no that's just... a little step over the line. But, like, it'd be kind of weird if you just, like, paid $5 to go, like, rub William Shatner's arm for five minutes. See, you, t I, touching, I, 
the, the, I, I, I'm reading it as it's almost like a cop bus where they're like, put your hands in the air, stand still. You've paid $200. William Shatner will sign a picture of himself wearing a really good wig from 40 years ago in Star Trek, but don't touch him. I wasn't mean like, you're talking about inappropriate touching. I, I was reading it as, I mean, I think like two, I, I don't, I'm, you know what? I don't know that it's $200, but I'm just going to say it is. I'm it's sure, $200. I'm sure it's in that ballpark. If I was going to pay William Shatner $200, I would want more of a personal interaction. I'm not saying that I'm buying him as a rent boy. I'm saying that I want um, you to not be allowed to talk. I see. I feel like you're looking at it as like he's standing behind a booth and then there's like two security guards in front of him. Like, don't look at him, nerds. I think that's kind of what it is. <laughs> I've never been to Comic-Con. Well, I no, don't know. neither have I. But, and I don't think that's the standard practice for everyone at Comic-Con. I'm sure some of those people who were in movies that we barely remember are dying for fans to talk to them and maybe touch them inappropriately. <laughs> like, there, there's probably a lot of actors at Comic-Con that love the attention. George guy's like, please touch my arm. <laughs> <laughs> but not if you're William Shatner because yeah, I no. hate you right <laughs> there's definitely no touching going on between George Takayo and William Shatner he they listened- set the president they don't touch nor do they talk to one another Sulu listened to the last episode and was like great they're gonna kill Shatner now William Shatner does seem to have a level of disdain for Trekkies, I've noticed with some of the thi- like he's quite oh, yeah. he's quite happy to make money out of them, but he but he doesn't really he goes out of his way to bash them. Right? Do you think he'd rather have a conversation with Takai or a Trekkie? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Right? I... He's taking death. He's like, I'm ninety. I've lived a good life. <laughs> so again, if you were a Trekkie and you were going to Comic Con. You might have a better experience with an AI William Shatner because it could you could talk to it and I'm assuming it could talk back, right? I'm uh where's this now two episodes in a row we're talking about Shatner. He's been in the news a lot this week. I'm just saying it's gearing up for a death. I well what I'm wondering is um bearing in mind my love of William Shatner peaked in Colombo. Okay, yeah, in fact I read this week that William Shatner said, again, with his disdain for Star Trek, he's never watched an episode of Star Trek. The only Star Trek movie he watched was the one he also directed. (laughs) So that was like, oh, fuck it. I'm taking the director's fee, so I've got to watch this bullshit. Again, I hate sci-fi because, as you know, I like my movies and TV to be realistic. That's why I love the new Equalizer so much and episodes of Magnum. They're they're completely realistic. So I, I actually... I don't think I've seen... I think I've seen the movie, one movie. I don't think I ever saw it. I mean, I've seen clips and stuff, but I don't think I've, I've ever sat through a whole episode of, of Star Trek. The point being, if you could speak to William Shatner at Comic-Con, he would agree with me that it's not about Star Trek and that his peak was when he was in Columbo. Now, this is my thing about the AI version where also I think it might be advantageous. If you can get an... AI William Shatner, it can do what you want, right? So, and I know we're getting, we're moving beyond Comic-Con now and getting more like Renaissance Fair with what I'm about to suggest. But if I could have my own AI William Shatner and program it to do what I want, 
Could I reenact that scene from Columbo where I'm Columbo and William Shatner is the killer and I play the role of Columbo and, and, and when I explain how William Shatner is, is caught, right? Which, by the way, I YouTubed it just to refresh my memory. Stupid William Shatner, he cleaned the gun, but he didn't clean the bullets, right? Can the AI William Shatner then go... <laughs> I, I, I like to think it was, you know how whenever you hear stories about, oh, the future of masturbation is with like sex robots. And then you think about people like, oh, they never leave their house because like all they want to do is have sex with their robot. In the future, when there is this AI William Shatner, your friends are going to be like, yeah, I don't know. We uh, Campfield used to hang out all the time. We'd hear from him. And now all he ever wants to do is sit in his apartment and reenact Columbo. Aww. Would there be an option to do the the second William Shatner appearance in Colombo where he's playing a different role, Fielding Chase, as we mentioned? By the way, Jeremy and I, after the uh, podcast, uh, the last episode, decided that uh, when I finally get a gig back on the radio, I'm going to change my name to Cam Fielding Chase. Because <laughs> in, in William Shatner's second appearance in Colombo, he plays a radio talk show host whose name is Fielding Chase. And that's just awesome. But he... Um, you can differentiate him, as you pointed out, between when he was... So, I mean, what great roles. He was a TV detective the first time he was a killer in Colombo, and then about a decade later, he returned to play a talk show radio host to be a killer in Colombo. And you can differentiate between those two killers because when he's fielding chase, he's got a moustache. Ah, yes, the moustache. The international sign for this person is now another person. Now, I wonder if you... Uh, I don't know how artificial... See, I'm thinking this through now. I, I don't know how artificial intelligence works... Are there going to be different pay grades like my uh, cable TV? So you get the basic package, right? Which is probably just Star Trek William Shatner. But if I want him to appear as William Shatner in Colombo, that's like taking out an HBO subscription. And then if I want him to appear as uh, uh, William Shatner as Fielding Chase, Colombo Mark II, that's going to be like, uh, I don't know, subscribing to the NFL network. I think it's going to be more like, you know, William Shatner isn't going to treat it like Gene Simmons would his business. He's going to take the easy way out of cheating his fans out of money. It's going to be just like a projector of him doing his like greatest hits where he talks songs. There was an app he had a while ago called Chateauetry. <laughs> where you, where you, because you know he has that very distinctive speaking voice. Right. Uh, so you would type something into the app for William Shatner to say, and the app would read it back to you, whatever it was, it could just be, uh, hello, Jeremy, how are you today? But because it was in a William Shatner tone, it would sound poetic, hence chateauetry. Is so but it didn't work, because can you imagine, the I downloaded it and just typed in, damn, damn, damn. <laughs> and I'm like, no, he's not saying it like he said it in Colombo. Yeah, because that was pre-fame, well, not pre-fame Shatner, but no longer fame period Shatner. They're not focusing on Colombo like you are. Yeah, do you notice the way that I I, I, I think it would be the, the AI version, if there are different tariffs that you can pay for, they're totally going to spin it on its head. Like I said, the premium rates would be if you want him in Colombo. That's totally if you want him to be in Star Trek going, Khan, Khan. <laughs> you can probably get him in Colombo as, as like a free sample. Right. That's like the preview. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the one you get is like the 30 second clip that no one wants. <laughs> 
So anyway, yeah, so good on you, uh, William Shatner. Um, uh, I think it's just because 90 is an old age to live to. I don't think it's because he heard this podcast and knows my reputation for talking about elderly people in entertainment and then they die that he thought, shit, I better get an AI version now. I, I just think it's good that he's doing this to give the fans something for after he dies because otherwise what it would have been is a red rope around his casket and two security guards just looking at the fans and being like, don't look at Mr. Shatner, you nerds. To be honest, yeah, that would be a nightmare grave because that those nerds are going to be trying to grave rob and do all kinds of things. It's like I was I saw an article on uh, I think it was Blabbermouth the other day about the um, basically the fortress that's had to be put around the graves of the two brothers from Pantera, which is uh, here in Texas because they're they're both dead now and right. because people just kept on going to the grave and uh, and doing stuff to it. So you you got to keep people. I mean, William Shatner has spent the last. 50 years of his life being kept away from Star Trek fans, even though he's charging them $200 to show up for an interview. He's not going to want them coming to his grave, is he? He's like, no. back the fuck up. Too bad for Shatner. His grave is definitely going to be like the nerd version of Jim Morrison's grave. Instead of whiskey bottles, it's going to be like comic books and like snot rags. <laughs> Will these gravestones say, beam me up? <laughs> Better. No, you know, you know what it'll say. Damn. <laughs> That'd just be the best yeah. thing. <laughs> You're welcome. <sighs> good times, good times. All right. It's a lot of uh, William Shatner content. You're only 90 once. <laughs> a lot of people don't get that far, right? Right. And at this rate, he's not making it much further past uh, this episode. Listen, look, 90 years, he, he's made it to 90, and he was in two Columbos. That is a life well lived. <laughs> Fuck the Star Trek. Right. Right. He's never watched it. He, no. he agrees with me. I'm on team you guys. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Um, so the other uh, death news is that uh, Viking funerals are now um, available. Now, uh, I, I, I initially I thought like oh because you know what turned me off of Vikings Viking metal became a thing for a minute <laughs> yeah and I love metal and I, musically some of it was all right but the point at which metal started to basically role play Vikings rather than just singing about the battles. It was uh, that was their jumping the shark moment as right. far as I'm concerned. I mean the. Um, Immigrant song by Led Zeppelin, right? That's about the Vikings. You know that one? Mm -hmm. The one that got... Are you... You know when I lost my voice a couple of years ago, I had that nerve damage on my larynx. I, although my voice has come back, I used to have way more range in my voice. There was a time when I could do the... the, the, the I can't do... Hang on, let me have a sip of water. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to try Prepare. and do the, the intro to, to Immigrant Song. I think it's going to sound like Robert Plant doing it now. It's good. A, I think it's going to sound identical to 70s Plant. You got this. <laughs> no, sorry, was it? The, no, I can't. So the, 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 the Immigrant... Ah, I can't do it. I can't get up there. I, can you do it? Can you get up there? No. Ah, ah. Right, see? That's I decent. did it. That's, I am Robert Plant now. I saw Robert Plant try and do this on some YouTube footage from a couple of years ago, and believe me, he could have had you behind the screen to, uh, to, to, to give him a little lift. It's Jimmy the, Page, give me a call. Let's do this. Well, no, he wasn't. Do, believe me, if Jimmy Page was in the band, he'd be like, Robert, fuck off. You can't hit those notes anymore. Let's well, just that's think. what I'm saying. I will now be, I will go on tour with Led Zeppelin. <laughs> right. You can be, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy, Robert Plant's still trying to do the immigrant to, uh, the, the intro to immigrant song. And Jimmy Page is like, Robert, I think we're more, there's a lady who's sure all the glitters is gold. You can do that one. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, 
The and by the way, I, I don't mean to talk down about Robert Plant. He's about a hundred years of age. I always feel sorry for singing. You could hit those notes beautifully in the seventies. There's no reason why you should still be able to hit those notes when you're now seventy something. Don't in, worry about it. We just mentioned him, so he'll be dead in a week. <laughs> okay, in, in human years. But yeah, uh, you know, come from the land of the ice and the snow and the Valhalla. I am coming. A great in immigrant song. Um, there is a uh, there's a song by Judas Priest called Halls of Valhalla um, that's got the lyric um, fierce is the gill from the North Sea we drink and rejoice from the chalice that's clearly ridiculous but I'm fine with that and it's got Halford at the start going again I can't do it but it goes Valhalla can you do that Valhalla it's higher and longer try again you've got to accentuate it goes Valhalla I can't do it. <laughs> All ridiculous and knowingly ridiculous, but done in good taste. And then there were these bands called, there was one called Churisass, uh that dressed as Vikings. Cause I went through this period in Shitsville of hosting the Metal Hammer Awards, which was a lot of fun to do, but they came on like dressed as Vikings. And, and I'm like, hang on a minute. You've, yeah, it's one thing to talk about drinking and rejoicing from the chalice and the fierce gill of the North <laughs> Sea. But the point at which you bring the Renaissance Fair to my stage is, is <laughs> I, I just felt like it was a, it, 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 it was a step too far. So it sort of turned me off of Vikings. Yeah, I'm more turned off of Vikings because I feel like at some point they were hunting after Jews and just anyone like that I have to turn away from. We need to go back to their Twitter and see what they were posting. So we need to do we need to cancel Vikings. Right. If only there were tweets in those days to find out what they were doing. However, this now does seem to be like a good idea. This is in the ballpark of uh, drinking and rejoicing from the chalice right. and going do the intro to immigrant song again. Ah! And not doing a Renaissance Fair reenactment. So Maine are considering a bill that would legalize Viking funerals. And this is the, the thing that people like, open air cremations. So that's when a person's remains are set on fire outside and maybe sent off to sea. So, you, I mean, that to me, is that sounds like a good little gathering. Yeah, it's the coolest way to have a funeral, but you have to do it in the traditional Viking way where, you know, you get kicked out and someone takes a flaming bow and arrow and shoots it out to the boat that has your casket covered in gasoline, and then that catches on fire. If they're going to do all, like, new age like oh we're just setting people on fire outside and calling it a viking funeral i'm not about that that's weird i think uh yeah i mean it could be a whole new area for funerals i mean i you know my mom died uh, five years ago which obviously was a, a very very sad event but i will tell you this that uh you know after she passed away we went as a family to a funeral directors in shitsville because you got to arrange the, the funeral and that's one of the most horrible things you can do like dealing with the after effects of a loved one right but even a week after she passed away, and you know, definitely, probably the, the you know the saddest time of my life so far. I was I sat in the funeral director's parlor, and we were having you know to discussing um, a basic cremation, uh, and I was on the verge of saying when they brought out their booklet and priced it all up. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Which, for a She's dead, and the the the, the coughing is gonna burn. We're, and it's cut. What a fucking Swiss this is! By the way, 
<laughs> no. I just love, you know, she's dead, right? Well, <laughs> Can I, we get a discount? <laughs> trust me. When you go, and again, it's something obviously a lot of people have to deal with, and it's a terrible thing to go through. When one of your closest loved ones dies, there's no discount in death. It's fucking expensive. <laughs> Was the guy like, trust me, it's double if you want us to bury him alive. <laughs> <laughs> but the, 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 that service is out the back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you got the, imagine if the funeral parlor is a front for like a hitman service. That's a Showtime series. <laughs> But, but, uh, but well, like the prices of coffins, they're just going to burn. <laughs> right? It's a bit of wood. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm actually all for cremation. I want to be cremated when I die, but I want, like, I don't know if I want the whole Viking funeral thing. What I want is I want, you know, my son or daughter, whoever passes on this Hoffman name, they're going to be forced to streak Cowboy Stadium, AT&T Stadium, and dump my ashes all over whoever the Cowboys quarterback that, is. That's going to be time. in your will, yeah, is yeah. it? Right. It already is. Oh, yeah. okay. So, Dak Prescott, you better hope I don't die soon. So, it, your family would not only have to uh, pay uh, a ridiculous amount for funerals, because funerals are ridiculously expensive, but also probably some kind of fine for no, breaking the no law? No funeral fee, because I'll be dumped on the stadium grass. It'll be, you know, legal fees and getting them out of that's jail. That's what I mean. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's probably have... cheaper than what you dealt with. Well, the, if you were selling me a Viking funeral for the price of what it cost for, for my mum's funeral, I would be all in. I mean, at least you're getting some sort of show and an event, you know, with the guy with the bow and arrow and the open air creation. Right. Like, you're, it, 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 it's turning into a, an event. You're paying for you're paying for a show. We were going to pay a fortune for a running order of just sadness, 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 where everyone's going to be crying, and a, and a, a coffin that obviously you're going to set fire to anyway. I mean, I don't. Churasas, if you're listening, I don't know if you are still a, a, a creative metal band in 2021. But what it, was the band name? Churasas. Bless you. They were, <laughs> they were the, they were the Viking metal band that I had to introduce on stage. And went, what the fuck is this? Did the whole crowd go bless you? I was like, I just took one look at them and I thought, I've read so many interviews where Robert Plant expresses his disdain for metal and says, you know, people say that Led Zeppelin created metal, and if that's the case, I can only say I'm really sorry about that. It's because of you. <laughs> it's because of you. The worst part is they're trying to be, like, Icelandic, and you know they're from, like, Iowa. Right, 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 right. There probably wasn't, was, it was an aspect of, uh, of that going on. But... If they were to now move into Viking funerals and put on the show and do that kind of thing, then I could be, uh, you know, I'd be down with that as, a, as, as an idea for, um, you know, for cremation. Yeah, I'm all about it. Um, talking of death, this is the last bit of death uh, on today's uh, episode uh, and, and indeed, uh, indeed uh, being cremated. Uh, I promise you some Lemmy news. So it turns out that Lemmy's ashes did not go to a Viking funeral. Um, but were put in bullets and sent to some of his closest friends, and they're now doing the rounds. So basically, Lemmy had the idea that once he was gone, he wanted to still hang out with some of his friends, and so he requested that his ashes be put in these different bullets, and now people can spend some time with Lemmy, including a guy called Ricky Rackman, who I, I, I never saw him, but back in the day, I guess he was the host of Headbangers Ball on MTV. Right. Um, Pat Cash... The tennis player. Right, I saw that. Um, who is a very big fan of uh, rock and metal. Here comes the name drop, Pat Cash. Uh, 
in uh, in fact, you know what? I have bumped Cat Pat Cash off of my Florida Tampa bill for Lady Gaga because it only came back to me when I read this story that 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 night that we've spoken about on this podcast many times before, where I went to Florida to see Iron Maiden and Lady Gaga watched them from the side of the stage. I met her. Pat Cash was also in the drummer's dressing room at one point because ah. I guess he likes Maiden and he and he right. lives in, and he lives in Florida. Didn't say hello to him though. Well, here's the thing about these Lemmy bullets, and you know, I believe what Lemmy passed away now was it about five years yeah, ago. Yeah, five years ago. You know, so these these bullets are coming in, you know, a little bit late after after the party. You know, so Pat Cash, I saw he got his back in 2020. Right. Ricky Rackman, however you say, he got his in like this week. Well, to be fair, Lemmy was always very light. Let, well, let me ask you this: Are you now like sitting at your mailbox every day, like, all right, Lemmy bullet, when are you coming? I have to tell you that I have been down to my mailbox. Uh, the last three days looked expectantly and there's been nothing in there and I've gone huh and and for no real reason because normally if there's nothing in there I just think okay that's good there's no bills today but yeah probably subconsciously I'm going no bullets can you imagine if the mailman, if your mailman was uh, just <laughs> distributing the mail in my apartment complex, and I open the, <laughs> my mailbox and there's nothing there, and he hears me go, oh, "Still no bullets," <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I go, "No, no, 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 no! I'm not getting bullets because I'm going to go out and kill someone. I'm getting bullets because I'm expecting to receive a bullet with Lemmy from Motorhead's ashes in it." And he's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, yeah, I kill people with my words and wisdom, not my bullets. <laughs> I uh, I think that's the saddest part though is now like you're gonna be stuck waiting like wondering I, there's no way this Ricky Rackman was better friends with him than I am and you're gonna be so disappointed thinking maybe I wasn't that good of friends with him and in like eight years you're gonna get a bullet maybe because as you said they've just started uh, sending them out but as I said Lemmy was always very late for everything I mean he's he wasn't a man who had a great concept of time when you stay up for like three four days in a row regularly. The, the idea of a 24-hour clock is not that relevant to you. Well, that's why I'm actually kind of questioning this. I don't know if this was Lemmy's idea. This might have been Lemmy's people's idea. And that may be why you're not getting one. Because of the stories you've told me about Lemmy, if this was his idea, it would not be in a bullet for shooting. It would be in a bullet for snorting drugs. And you would absolutely be getting one of those. <laughs> well, I did wonder if... Uh, his ashes maybe were cut up with some speed. That, I mean, <laughs> it makes the bullet go faster. Well, you remember that story? Uh, Keith Richards said he did it, and then there was uproar in the press about this, and then he sort of said he didn't do it, but I believe that as much as Jay Leno's apology about Asian jokes. Like, <laughs> I, uh, it, 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 There's that story that Keith Richards' dad died, and then he claimed that he chopped his dad's ashes up with some cocaine and snorted his dad, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> So I'm wondering if, I mean, to be fair, bearing in mind that Lemmy's diet was basically Speed, Jack Daniels, and Marlboro Reds, even if those ashes weren't cut with speed, there's probably enough sulfate in them that you could probably, if you snorted a little bit of those ashes, you'd probably be up for a good three days. That is why there is been, there's been such a delay 
in the friends sending the bullets onto other friends because they've been up for weeks and it's <laughs> and there's now, there's now just been a backlog. They probably sent a message going, hey, this was Lemmy's uh, wish. He wanted you to have his bullet. Now here's the person you have to send it on to next to. You can keep it for about a week. Well, a week goes really fast if you haven't slept for seven days. They're like, oh, shit, we did all the Lemmy speed. I don't know, just put some dirt in the bullets and send it to some people. I don't know. <laughs> right. That, I mean, there, there could be all kinds of problems with this process. This inspired me. If I die, I no longer want to be dumped on the Cowboys quarterback. I want you personally to smoke me. Okay. Yeah, deal? Right. Change your change your will. Done. Right, okay. Call me my lawyer would you now. Li- would you like me to hire Churisas to bring a Viking element to it? <laughs> Bless you. Do, you. do you want me to program my AI William Shatner to appear <laughs> at the funeral at any point? <laughs> Write all of this down. Have him talk Rocket Man I'll, as they're lowering me. <laughs> I'll, um, I'll find someone who knows about tech or figure out a way I can deprogram the AI William Shatner so he can do some kind of reading for you and stop just saying... Damn, damn, <laughs> damn, damn. Although maybe that is the kind of funeral you want. They're like, the Shatner AI is broken. You're just in the back like, this is beautiful. <laughs> no, be, like, I, I imagine, like, I think I've, re, I think I've reprogrammed it. So he's going to give a reading for you. But, uh, and, and all of your friends and family are there, but it's just him in that final scene from Columbo going, damn, damn. And I'm like, oh, sorry, sorry. I can't get it off the, the, the Columbo program. And, and your family are going, no, I think this quite well sums up Jeremy's life. <laughs> what he would have wanted <laughs> all right um there's tv news on meatloaf and david Hasloff, but i don't think we've got time uh but it's been a fun show brought to you by my dad and death i promise you i will eat meatloaf instead all right uh don't forget if you want to vote for song of the week it's on the website or you can go to my poll at my Twitter, I'm at Ian Canfield on Twitter. Or if you want to vote via the website, didyouamerica.com. That's also where you can go if you want to send us any messages. If you want to be on the show, click be on the show. Then you can talk at your device and um, we'll get your lovely tones on this show. If you want to actually type us a message, you can uh, also do that on the website. Didyouamerica.com, the place to go for all that stuff where you can also buy our T-shirts. How lovely are they, Jeremy? Oh, they feel so good on your nipples. Did we America today? Do we ever.